0: Shop of maniacs You're listening to another episode of shop talk show i'm dave in the shed rupert with me is chris in the office square yeah. hey chris how are you doing today hey wait hold on no you can't sorry there's a guy in a leather jacket out here uh and mm. i don't like i don't know what he's doing but
1: no you can't come give me the mic hello who am i talking to christopher Coyle. <laughs> how do you I've, know my name i've come from the future
0: i'm looking for you I have come. Holy! Holy I am, cow, what? I am the T Swiftinator. I have come here to put your podcast into legal jeopardy <laughs> <laughs> by only quoting Taylor Swift lyrics in this very T Swiftinator <laughs> voice. I know what you're thinking. Yeah. What am I thinking? Yes. I knew you were trouble when you walked in. <laughs> it's me. Hi. I'm the problem. It's me. Look what you made me do. You need to calm down. You're being too loud.
1: I feel like AI tools are starting to pick up this already in me. Like warning, warning. Yeah,
0: you look like my next mistake. <laughs> I can make bad guys good for a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Get out here! Get out here! Go back to the future. Oh my god! Can you believe Holy that? There's a sentient. AI that came back to to ruin right. our
1: podcast and put us in legal jeopardy. Almost certainly our podcast won't exist now in 2030. Well, that's three. what
0: they're trying to do. They're trying to to you know, break up the band and, and just uh, you know, get us a lawsuit, D- DMCA and take us offline. That's <laughs> clever. Clever trick whoever what did a, that. What a bastard. Oh my god.
1: Anyway. You know who's I'm going, not Chris, listening sorry. to this show right now? <laughs> Taylor Swift. <laughs> no. Well. Who's that? Yeah, I would lo- actually would like to know what Taylor Swift listens to. That does yeah, what, seem hey, relatively hey, interesting. Hey, we know you listen listening. what, what podcast you listen to. <laughs> well, that's not universally true for me. I used to think about how there used to be like, like you know, designers – sharing playlists or whatever and i remember like re 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 re, re rebuffing against that like i literally don't care what other designers listen to (laughs) yeah 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 (laughs) and or anything like what kind of bike you like or anything you know like you know what kind of bike you know like i want to follow somebody who knows about bikes professionally not this person who knows how to move rectangles around
0: that's fair that's fair yeah i mean there's uh Yeah, there's a lot, it's um, kind of like a Dunning-Kruger thing, sort of, or it's like, you're like, this person's good at design, so they must be good at
1: coffee, but but maybe they have terrible choice of coffee. Right, sometimes there's one-to-one, like, obviously people care what, like, Obama reads, or whatever, but because he's, like, the president, so maybe, like, maybe what he reads in some way got him there, Mm -hmm. maybe, probably, to some degree. And now it's like now you're so famous that like everything that you might recommend has been so like put through the filters of like you're not going to embarrass yourself, right? Oprah <laughs> or Doctor Phil <laughs> style, yeah. But who doesn't listen to this show is is people that don't like podcasts, which there are uh, are plenty of. And you know, I just think that's interesting. Like, what's um what's going on in someone's life who who uh, just listens to absolutely zero podcasts.
0: Yeah, I think my my wife is almost like that. We I've got her to listen to like serial or something like that in the past and that was successful. I, I think doesn't but doesn't roll in on other shows. Yeah. No, not often. No. I think her her but but you know, different life, you know. Yeah. yeah she doesn't oh, have God. a commute. She just like school is like uh, you know where she works is half mile away so it's not like she's you know man i gotta hunker down for this 15 minute drive it's it's like a one minute yeah. drive so
1: i love them but i only get a few in because my commute is not very long either and it's almost purely a car thing yeah but i like them so much that i i often do the like i park and then i just sit there <laughs> for a minute because oh, I'm like the in, in... NPR driveway moment. That's, uh, yeah, yeah. Right. But it's for me, it's friggin' all over the place. I'm just sitting there because I kind of enjoy, enjoy listening to it. My wife's exactly the opposite, man. She puts those earbuds in in the morning and just podcasts just all day. As far as I, I mean, she's obviously not all day. She's
0: but... a bit of a newsy, So she's got a journalism background there as so well. Yeah, but...
1: exactly. Even, even, even waking up in the morning, you know, she'll just. Flip on the phone and let the podcast fly, the morning edition ones and stuff. She got a good routine. I think for a while she was like over podcasted though. And then did the like, I'm going to audible because I'm not ready to like give up listening to stuff, but you know, like you can get over newsed, you know? Yeah. I've heard of people taking news breaks and stuff like no news Wednesday. Yeah.
0: That's awesome. I should do that more. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> um, I, you know, you kind of get warped into something. Like I follow Ukraine pretty closely, mm-hmm. you know, probably an hour or two a day, like just figuring out what's going on in Ukraine. But, um, I don't know. I could probably stand to do, do less of that for like, you know, mental health reasons, but it's kind of a hobby now. But, um, but I was going to say, I, I do the same as Miranda. I, I get, I I do, I used to do a lot of podcasts, right? Like, you know, I've got 20, 30 podcasts in my feed, mm-hmm. my hopper, you know? Um, but I, after a while, I started getting like tired of the like, <laughs> like this show's format. Hey, we're just going to sit around and talk, or like we're just going to make it up for an hour. Um, I, I needed like a linear line of thought, you know? Like, uh, and I think books are that, you know? A book is like nine blog posts. But if you read nine blog posts, they're all over the place. But it's nine blog posts about the same thing. And it's a very, like, mm. edited, architected discussion about a topic. And so that's that's what I liked about. And that got me into, like, a whole bunch of audiobooks. Just because I was listening to so many podcasts, and they were talking about whatever, you know, 10 different topics or whatever. And I yeah, needed, needed to focus the topic. Yeah, I just
1: needed, like, a... Was that, like, a phase, a and threat. now you're out of it,
0: and back on the... Kind of year old I go BS. in and out <laughs> actually like I've, I've actually slowed down my, my audio booking quite a bit. Um, and I've gone into uh, a little bit more, um, uh, podcasts, picked up a couple and stuff like that. But, Ooh. um, a couple of my favorite podcasters, like, um, like John Ronson are coming out with new podcasts and stuff like that. So I'm kind of just, you know, I'm back in it, back at trying, it, back at it. But, th- but I go back and forth. Cause I'm, you know, yeah. it goes from this, like, am I, you know, gonna like listen to 10 people play 10 different games of D and D or a book. Like
1: Sometimes I have to just to do a book, you know? So yeah. Noise reduction, noise Clean reduction. It. I'm looking at a toggle switch that says noise reduction in our, <laughs> 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 it's funny how it worked out. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. This is probably, I hope this isn't too boring, but I, I was a Pocket Cast user forever, and it was kind of, it was nice in that it, it stayed synced, and I could log in on the web and use it, and I always thought it was a nice product. And I think it's cool that Automatic bought it, because it's such oh, a weird, wow, okay. I like when Automatic buys weird things. <laughs> like that's, a, a, that's
0: like a cool endorsement, right? Like, you know, or like,
1: they're like, we'll just buy Tumblr,
0: you know? <laughs> Yeah, they're like, oh,
1: there's this really nice little journaling app. Day one, I think I used to use it for a while until I decided I don't care what I think anymore. <laughs> like that, I I do, but I like to pu- make it public, not private. You know? Yeah. Um. Anyway, nice, and they, so, so they buy it. Anyway, they they bought it, and then they open sourced it, which I think is cool. And I still like it aesthetically; it's my favorite one. But I just I listen to podcasts in my dang car. And it freezes in the car. I don't know what it is. Mm. I've never been able to figure it out. And it was just like, y- you can't use software that freezes. You know, you're going to push people away. And it does It you know, didn't freeze for my wife. I'm not saying it's a scourge of a problem. It froze for me. And I I, I waited a year, you know, too long, too long, of having to start over, and then I would forget where I was in the podcast, or whatever. And finally, something clicked, and I'm like, ah, I'm, I'm leaving, you know, I'm using something else. And yeah. I was like, I'm just going to use the stock app, you know, because the stats for this show are overwhelmingly a lot of you out there, most of you, use Apple Podcasts, so like yeah. it can't be that bad, right? And I, I don't know, I <laughs> so much muscle memory for some other app. I used it, I really forced myself to use it for about two weeks and I just found so many things I didn't like about it that, that I bailed for Marco Arment's um, Overcast and I'm just a huge fan now. So that, that's the end of my story is that like, I think the, the, like the user experience care in Overcast is just excellent. It just jives with how I think about using an app, And I'm always pleasantly surprised at the features in there. So overcast fanboy, all of a sudden. I'm a overcast
0: user, long timer. Um you are. Oh, sorry. Sorry, my uh I did some keyboard surgery to put the like sticky feet on them, you know, like uh the little pads oh. that keep your keyboard in place. I had to rip like grill glue them back in place. Uh and it's going wild. It's like foamy. Anyway, back on task. Uh yeah, like I had like a. I I did the same thing. Like, or I'm like, oh, I'll listen to podcasts at my desktop, right? So I'm gonna use Apple Podcasts. I feel like Apple Podcasts, as good as it is, it, it it's like they said, Hey, oh man, we're so close. Um, we don't quite have all the features figured out and good, but We could spend the rest of time like polishing it and they're like, Yeah, let's just do that. You know, like like Hmm. there's just like broken UI or like there's like I I just feel like there's it's like Apple for as good as they are, like I feel the same way with like Apple Music or or the podcasts or even the Apple TV app, if you ever have to use that on like an iPad or whatever. It's like they got, they just said. Ah well, close enough, you know, and, and it drives me nuts. Like for this like trillion dollar company to just be like, well, you know, no one will notice. Yeah,
1: who's done more for podcasting than anybody? Yeah, yeah, they basically invented it. I mean, they they marketed it, right? But yeah, it's really too bad. I I have honed in on what I does what I demand to <laughs> in all podcast apps is this, you know, allow me to swipe away a show that I'm done with at any time and have it just be gone, you know?
0: Like swipe left, right, like an email?
1: Like yeah, either a, way. Yeah. I don't even care okay. which way because I feel like somehow the industry hasn't fully decided on which way you swipe Which direction things. is
0: correct. It's like pagination, like
1: older <laughs> yeah. next, which side does it go on? Right. No one knows. But you can learn it and get the muscle memory as long as you, you know, you do it a few times and then you're like, yeah, 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 I got it. But uh, I feel like Apple. That's the one thing they they're they're really bad at. They don't. It depends on what context you're in and different things. But Overcast is great. You can just you could just wipe away a podcast. Yeah, because I'll I'll be listening to one and it's you know it's no no shame. But I'm just like bored of what they have to say and I like like no I don't hate the show. I'm just like done with this one. I just want to go like Bleh! done gone yeah. next. You know because yeah. I never get to all the stuff in my queue. So I do that with uh what's
0: what's the one the the. Political podcast everyone loves Pod Save America, the world Pod Save America. Yeah, I'm I like oh yeah, I'm a total Pod Save America guy. Or you know, and then I get like eight minutes in, and I'm like this is oh. so boring. Or like <laughs> Law Warfare Blog is another one. I'm like yeah, I'm smart like these lawyers, and then I'm like no, this is boring.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so. Yeah. My whisk away moment comes hot and fast. You're probably better at it than me. You're like ultimate
0: uh, Irish goodbye. Yeah, I'm more, I'm more like, I, I do. don't know. It might hurt their feelings if I freaking leave their pocket, if I delete this episode. Well, I have that. I
1: do. I have that same little feeling, but, but then oh, my rational really brain takes feelings. over.
0: Yeah, you got good instincts.
1: Yeah. Well, it's fun to be late for stuff like that because everybody, you know, when I it's not like overcast is a hotly talked about app at the moment in the world it's just been around forever people use it who use it whatever it's interesting that it's a it's still a you know kind of a one-man show with with marco and yeah I, I think it's cool I mean I, I wonder if that's the bulk of his income isn't it free though
0: no. i it might be free but I think there's like a <sighs> Something subscription like a syncing deal. feature, cloud feature, or something if you pay. But um, yeah. I paid yeah, a lot like 20 the... years ago. You got 10 bucks out of me or something. So
1: Yeah. Apparently I have premium, so I must pay for something. You'd think I'd know. Yeah. Um, I, I just like, I, I feel like where. Marco
0: gets the medium. I mean, he was hosting shows with like Dan Benjamin or something at the time. Yeah. When he made it, but
1: like being an actual podcaster helps. Yeah. I
0: feel like getting the medium is so huge. There's, there's been so many, you know, around the time of serial and gimlet media startup mm-hmm. podcasts, you know, people, a lot of people like showed up and were just like, we're going to crush podcasts. We're going to fix it. And, you know, yeah. and so they like made apps and stuff like that. And it was just like, it's, it's good now. Like, I mean, you know, we, we probably get an email a week, like, Hey, we got a chat room for your podcast. And it's like, no, no, thank you. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's helpful somewhere, but uh, like that, that's, I get the idea. Like that would be great. But uh, I just, you know, when 10 people are like, Hey, we set up a chat room for you, come claim it. I'm just like, that's way too much action, man. That's, mm. I don't know. Like, I don't think you it's solved it. It's almost like
1: you should be a developer to have a developer podcast, you know? Yeah. Well, I guess that's a little too on the nose since that's exactly what we're talking about. But yeah, you can kind of tell, you know, from all the, like back when Twitter was a thing, all that like grifty crap that would come up be like, here's 10 tips to make you a better developer. And you just could smell that, like, do you do, you, do you, like do development? Do you do development? Yeah. <laughs> not, not to be a prick, but it's like, it, do, it just doesn't feel like it, you know? Yeah.
0: You're doing your hustle to, uh, hustle to like, uh, being tired ratio is really off for me right now. So,
1: <laughs> yeah, I so it's I don't really sense hard. A weariness about you. Yeah, yeah.
0: Like <laughs> you just you're not mad about like one thing. Like, uh, how, how, do you? Are you sure you're a developer? <laughs> if you're not, can yeah. you even be a developer if you're not just irrationally mad about? Svelte? Absolutely angry
1: about. <laughs> <Yeah>.
0: <laughs> 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 or something. Insert your own technology. Can you even be a developer? I don't know. So, and you, when you get none of that from somebody, it's a, that's a smell. That's a sm- definitely like mm-hmm. you're like you're all hustle, no hate. This is really off-putting. Uh, this is hard to parse. So
1: you learn stuff about yourself over time, Dave. Right? Mm-hmm. Um and it changes. That's 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 part of what I like about life. You know. I for, for years now I've been just like, I just not I just this is weird. But in when I was younger I was kind of into video games and by video game friends and we'd hang out and play video games. It was like I wasn't wasn't my top hobby ever but I feel like I like liked them like a normal person and then at some point probably during you know my professional career things get busy whatever I, it just fell off in a way that when I'd try to pick up gaming and you know, I just couldn't I just didn't like it and I th- I attributed it to like I've changed I'm just not a video game guy anymore or the or what I get out of video games is The same type of thing that I get out of like my hobby of web development, like it's a puzzle and I'm solving the puzzles and I'm, you know, trying to do business good. And that's a little bit like a video game or I convince myself that these kind of things were were where I was at. And I, you know, but then all of a sudden... I you know, I was just doing my YouTubes in the morning or something, and I stumbled across this video was like, you know, good videos for five-year-olds essentially, or good games. Uh, and it was relatively well done. I was like, hey, I have a five-year-old, and I, you know, it's it'd be something we could we could share more and more as she's getting more capable. Mm-hmm. And I ended up just that day, I was just like, let's go to Best Buy. And I bought a Switch. You yeah. Know, six nice. six years after it came out. <laughs> Not yeah. Yeah. And, and now I'm learning all about how, where I didn't know anything really. I mean, I know what a switch is, but you know, I had no hands on experience. So I'm learning for the first time. And I was like, I'm going to buy, I'm going to buy all these games that the video said to buy essentially. And and then, and, and then Breath of the Wild too, because everybody talks about that game and how just wonderful it is and how fun it is to explore. And now all of a sudden, all those long held beliefs about myself, just not enjoying video games. And that's just not me anymore. and And now I'm just plap, my ass is plopped on the couch, enjoying the hell out of playing video games. So things change, you know? That's great. I, I like uh a
0: good choice switch is fun. it's good for <laughs> kids too. I like I don't know my my yeah you know my my son is into it, but my daughter is not which is feels like a gender stereotype but it's it's mostly like my daughter w- is kinetic. she's like very physical. she would okay. rather be upside down doing a handstand than playing a video game. so that's right. like okay, that's my dot. Uh, in so, yeah, anyway, so, uh, and my son is definitely an indoor type, uh, Pokemon. Mm. So, <laughs> um, but, uh, so we're, we're, yeah, it's, it's fun. Um, well you've been extracting enjoyment out of them for ages, right? Yeah. Mm. And, and, you know, it comes and goes, I, I've kind of like waned a bit, you know, uh, again, like busyness, like you're saying, like, um, like I think for me, the thing I, I like disassociated with in my identity was like music. Does that make sense? Like I remember I was living in a house with like seven people and I got a friend who's like in a band, he's like touring and I'm trying to start Paravel or something like that. Right. Um, and I was just like, I got to give up on music. I'm not going to be in a touring band. I'm not, you know, like I I remember disassociating, having a moment where I disassociated and just was like, I'm going to just give up on music and I'm going to learn computers. I'm going to do computers. And uh, that was like a formative moment. And I, you know, I'll still like, if you need me to play bass in your band and do fill in, I'll do that. Like I'm fine to do that, you know, but and and I'm not the best musician, but I'm okay. But sure. I just kind of like disassociated that. I have instruments and still buy more instruments. But, you know, over Easter, we had some friends over for dinner or whatever, you know, just to have a meal. And like, we got the guitars out. I, you know, we had the piano. We were just, we had a, like a Beatles songbook. We were all just working through, you know, like, mm. and it was just like, that was fun. And it was like, that was the kind of music I want to do. Like, just like, like family band, kind of like let's just get down. Let like, let's find some tabs and try to play them together. You know, like uh, um, yeah. Uh, and that was cool. That was like uh, so. Anyway, that was I had that moment sort of about music again. Like maybe Things I can play change, music. Man. You know, yeah, I can come maybe, back.
1: Maybe this is something I do. So I don't know. So yeah, if you believe something about yourself, it's it could be true in the moment, but it doesn't mean it's true forever. Yeah. Right. So this episode of shop talk show is brought to you in part by Frontend masters that's frontendmasters.com their learning paths are super good ain't they dave oh man they like
0: they have everything like whether you're starting from a certain level like beginner to professional to expert or like you want to like hit the computer science track or the full stack track or design to code track lots of different tracks from like what skill you're trying to hit, but then boom, they got technology specific tracks like JavaScript, CSS. Like if you need like a skill buff
1: in one area, that's what I would do. I'd be like, dude, I need to learn TypeScript now. I'm way behind on this. Take the TypeScript class. Oh, I need to get a job. Dude,
0: (laughs) take the React class. Take the React class. No, I mean, or like, you know, I'm doing Vue. Like, I have a good understanding of Vue, but piecing it together over a bunch of blog posts isn't the best, (laughs) you know? So like watching Sarah Dressner's Vue course is super rad. Or or Node. Like, like, just seeing somebody build something like an API or whatever helps my brain internalize that uh, way more than just whatever piecing it together myself so
1: right right and I kept calling them courses and classes and stuff but they're really learning paths and you might hop between different videos and stuff there's elective coursework and stuff these learning paths are really put together to you know, bring you the best of whatever that topic is that really appeals to me I think is really quite cool
0: and I think it can work for like you as an individual or like for your whole company like if you got you're trying to do a big skill buff in react your, your company noticed yes. like hey we're not super great so like like Boom, get a whole skill buff for your whole
1: entire team. Yeah. Or in my case, we're switching over everything to TypeScript. Now, the, guess who should level <laughs> up in it? Everybody, not just yeah, you. Yeah. You know?
0: Well, and if you want to do it, are you doing it in the one month or the one year plan? You know what I mean? Like, like, yeah.
1: Helps to level up first, right? So bring your company to frontendmasters.com. Well, we have some questions that y'all are very good at sending in. Thank you. I know we don't get to them every episode, like we should, but um, we will when we can. You know? Yeah. Uh, this is this is was absolute news to me, which was shocking to me. Is this R- Russell Heimlich? Um, I guess it was just last episode we we're talking about segment. I think you're possibly using at Luro. I've always yeah. been a big fan of the product because it's it's that thing where you you know rather than putting whatever 10 analytics tools on your page not that you should ever do that but let's say you had to for some reason uh, like
0: people with access to google tag manager will
1: yeah so. <laughs> right uh, but you can imagine, oh, I'm using Mixpanel or whatever, and they give me a snippet of JavaScript to put on the page in which to track events or or whatever you want to track. And then I use Google Analytics, too. And then I use AppCues, and they have their JavaScript, too. You can put all that JavaScript on your page, um, but it's like loading up a bunch of libraries and stuff that are all doing pretty similar things. Like it probably has some queuing technology built into it so that it doesn't send every keystroke or whatever it sends mm-hmm. you know it'll group up five and then send them to take care of your network traffic it's probably got some offline or retry logic built into it who knows what it's doing but it's probably like some kilobytes of javascript so you're loading all that and you're each one of them the network traffic is happening client side to go to those locations. It just doesn't feel very good. Uh, I feel like I'm doing the sales pitch for Segment. Feel free to sponsor us. (laughs) uh, We're selling 10 show blocks for (laughs) Um, $10,000. You just send it to Segment and then they, server side, send the data to the other services. It's just nice. That's a great way to do it. So Russell writes in and he says, "But, but it's expensive and I do think it is a little expensive for what it is. I've been looking into Cloudflare's Zaraz. Quote: Russell doesn't work for Cloudflare. (laughs) It's free yet growth mindset, Russell. Yeah, you don't work yet. Uh, You set up tracking events, and then Zaraz sends the data to other services via Cloudflare workers, so end users don't need to download and execute JavaScript for every third-party service. Zaraz also sets up an endpoint on your domain, so it's a first-party request. Hot diggity! That's like a that. big
0: deal, <laughs> yeah. Because some ad blockers will block your segment. I learned so. Right, <laughs> yeah. it's just,
1: you just get better data this way, and it's like I, I mean, I I don't know. I'm sure there's varying opinions about this because maybe it should be blockable. I don't know, but whatever. I like that it's first party. I just thought you should mention it because you're a fan of Cloudflare. and Not many people seem to know about Ziraz. Indeed, I am, actually. I'll take that stance. I'm a fan of Cloudflare. Their products are pretty good. Uh, just to temper that, again, I had no idea about Zaraz, so that's cool. Yeah, good, first time I'm job. hearing about it, so... yeah. I we had this moment just because I, I really actually do like like ninety four percent of all of their products and I think they're generally well priced and you know they save the internet from 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 DDoS which is just a such a sucky thing that the the the, the people have to deal with you know and I know I'm aware of all the the complications of all that Mm -hmm. uh, and the controversy they've they've gone through and whatever like I'm talking about it technologically for for a moment um, but we used, this is, you know, if you're hearing this, sorry, I still love you, Cloudflare, but I'm going to criticize something. They have this um, they have this feature that's part of the, you know, the workers suite, just like, like KV storage is part of workers. They yeah. have another one called durable objects that's part of workers. So if you want to use a durable object, you have to do it through a worker. You know, the worker talks to the durable object, which is durable in that it sticks around, you know. And that uh, uh, one of the things that you can do with it is build, like, real-time type stuff. If, you, if, you know, let's say you and um, your son's video game uh, is going to have a real-time feature on it, you could use durable objects to, to power it. You know, okay. even if it was chess or something, you could store the state of the chess game in the worker, right? And then, and then everyone get shares the universal to, state. yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, it's cool for that. It's just, I don't know if they made a pricing mistake or something, but it's like, it's priced like a hundred times higher than anything else that they use, you know? Oh, really? Yeah. So we went through this whole thing where we like rewrote some features of CodePen to use it thinking that, oh, everything else we do on Cloudflare has been priced pretty well and we're happy with that. And then all of a sudden we're like, holy crap! At the end of it, like, we can't afford that. Yeah, have to use use something else. So hopefully, Zaraz is priced well. Yeah, well, that's a, would be
0: my only criticism of this page. Is you don't like, I think it does exactly what Segment does, and it like, and I would actually use this. I I, I think like Segment's great, but like like Cloudflare is already in your network stack. Like, like, yeah, like segment is, is a yeah, third party, they uh, but I, they're third party, but not in the like scammy sense. Like, like they're like stealing your data. They're just, they're not your business. Right. And, but like Cloudflare is like third party, but it's all, it's part of your stack. It's like all your requests are going through here anyway. So like, I feel like that could be like an advantage, like, rather than like sending a page view event, it like literally knows when a page view happens already. Cloudflare does. So like you could they say do. a like overhead on that. Um, but I, I just, it, this seems cool to me. I, I don't know. Like I, I would, I didn't know it existed. So that's actually very useful. If, if you know, something like segment who should really sponsor the show gets a little too pricey. Um, yeah. But I, I feel like, you know, there's, like, this would be a very cool thing, and I would absolutely mm. look into it if, like, you're having that sort of problem. Oh, it looks I, like
1: they bought it. it was oh, some, really? Okay. It was... Ziraz was because yeah, I was like, this doesn't sound like a Cloudflare named thing. They would yeah. have called it, like... L9 or something. Um, yeah. They would have right, called so it, like it some servery word. Yeah. And I guess it's free. Well, oh, Better stay free then. You can't do the old free to not free transition.
0: Not switcheroo. Good. I mean...
1: It's probably to get people using workers and stuff. That was the smartest trick that Cloudflare ever did was, was you know, even early days when they didn't have all the cool stuff they have now, it, it was like... Point, put your DNS through Cloudflare and you'll get benefits, like speed benefits mm-hmm. and the protection benefits and all that stuff. And everybody's like, okay, <laughs> which was unbelievable because yeah. like, DNS is like not... <laughs> you don't want to go with a risky company for that. But somehow, some way, they convinced tons of people to do it. I've done it on pretty much every site I've ever done now, right, as I trust it, and it's worked great. But once you've done that, like you said, now it's part of your stack. So now when they have a new product... It gets everybody to turn their head and look at it because you're like, well, we already used Clownflare, so maybe we should use this other thing too, you know?
0: You know what I've been calling that? I've been calling it claws. Like, they got your claws. They got claws yeah. in you because you're not going to change your stack. They got the claws in you. So if you try to move, you're, you're going to injure yourself. Indeed. Like, uh, I feel like they have there's, I feel like there's stickiness, like, like, like the CodePen feed, right? Is the sticky, right? Like, oh man, there's cool stuff here. I'm going to come back, right? Like that's going to keep me sticky. Like all this, you know, the popular feed and then, but the claws for CodePen are, you got my code, you got my assets, you got, you know, like Mm. that's, and, and I feel like a Any good product has
1: like claws and stickiness, right? Like, right. There's, but you have to think about because it's it's easy to think about really like negative ways to do that.
0: For sure, for sure. There's definitely it's manipulated, but
1: right, it is a bit. We always talk about the what what the, the AWS version of that isn't necessarily there. Um, the services, it's the, it's the permissions layer on top of the services. It's like once you've set up all of the like, I, I am Sam, I am. That's what keeps you there because you'd be like, oh, that's just going to absolutely suck to like, re because it's unique to them. Right. So you're gonna have to, it's not like you just pick up those things and move them to some other provider. You have to like, really detailedly think about them and implement them in some new way.
0: Yeah. The, the, Sticky is, I need a bucket for files. You know, and they're like, Yeah, we got buckets, baby. And then you're like, Cool. I need a permission on the bucket. And then they're like, Which
1: clause? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. Because that's such a popular, S3 is so popular that every other flat file service thing. Digital oceans, cloud flares, I can't think of them all, but they're all, they all say S3 compatible. S3. They'll just copy Same the API. S3 APIs. Yeah. 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 Is, <laughs> it's just wild to me.
0: S3 compatible, asterisk, psych out.
1: Yeah. Asterisk, not really. Yeah. <laughs> just the like basics. Half of it. Just half of it. So. Yeah, just the put one. <laughs> just the you... put.
0: Yeah, where you, where you <laughs> put your files on here and now you're indebted to us forever.
1: We do that. We do that part really well. Yeah. I do want to, I would like to try to move to Cloudflare's thing for, for us. We still use S3 for all kinds of little stuff and... It's just, you know, it's worked, so so why bother? But, oh, man, this Cloudflare is way, way, way cheaper.
0: (laughs) Well, I I find myself, too, in in the grand scheme of things, we we are not on Cloudflare. Like, our host actually uses it at some point, you know, but we haven't, like, officially put Cloudflare in front of our stuff. But occasionally, you're like, I just need to vet an idea, and a worker would be the best way to do it. Right, like, and Cloudflare has workers. and I was gonna say this is a ROS thing looks like it's built on workers, which is a distinction between segment and like segments just a big server that's you have to spin up that's listening uh, or if like you're gonna proxy it or yeah, like or or just segment itself is uh, is a big server listening to your site waiting for events like like uh, I think the the optimization of like a infinitely scalable lambda function is actually pretty huge like just hey just hit us send a request and we spin up a thing to handle it so yeah we we just we just are a giant event handler like that's pretty
1: I i always thought that was so genius what they how they did that too that like you get a url to a worker just like a lambda like, yeah, if you want to just call it, you can, but there's this other way that they work where they're just like an intermediary on every page load that you don't have to call it. You don't, you, you don't, you don't even have to care what the URL to the worker is. It just automatically runs when the, there's a the request route matches. That, yeah. It's like, wow, that's clever. <laughs> I like it. Yeah, no, th- there's cool.
0: That's cool technology. So
1: Yeah, it is. In the in the way that it's implemented is so cool too. It's this little V eight isolate that spins up instantaneously. And, Ugh.
0: Yeah. Blackboard wants to sponsor the show. They're more really than welcome to. Um I know. We can... Come on. <laughs> Come on Bucks. Um <laughs> uh, Anon Anon writes in um Fair enough. CSS is brushed off as easy for a lot of developers, but I live and breathe this stuff every day. There are so many exciting features coming up. So this is sort of a topic suggestion, not really a question. Are there any particular technologies in this space that you're excited about, um, current or upcoming? Uh, and then they go on to mention uh, container queries, uh, solve so many pain points, Um and like, oh, say on my wish list, I'd like to have a native container-based font size, sort of like Dave's fit text, but native to CSS without magic numbers. And I would go ahead and say it already exists and in the CQI units, uh cookie, yeah. cookie units. Cookie, cookie. Uh, so you say like you, you can use clamp, right? And I you set a min font size, 10 pixels. Max font size, 100 pixels. And then you say like 1.5 key. And that is going to give you fit text, basically. Clamp plus container query units uh in min max is fit text 100%. Like we just queried the parent width and set the font size. That's all we did. So mm-hmm. there you go. You got it. It exists today. I am free from my prison.
1: Under known, I think. <laughs> yeah. I think container queries got a lot of the hoorah-rah, rightfully so. But and then and then container query units uh, came just slightly later and are somehow they're cool, but they're just you know, they're their their thunder is stolen by the actual query itself. But New units, you new units. So there's, I think
0: it's CQI, like CQ inlines, container query inline size, and then I think there's a C, I think there's like CQW and CQH and CQB, probably like block size or something. Um, I I would have to look that up, but yeah, it's but there a whole you know slew of new units kind of came in uh, with container queries. So I would recommend you.
1: Um yeah, check it out. So I love units. That's a cool thing. It's one of those things that's like it's not they're not polyfillable. Yeah, right. It's a yeah, weird. So it's like a it feels like a real new CSS feature, you know. I like syntactic sugar too, but I prefer the real features that are.
0: we should do a live stream. This is a YouTube video where we stack rig units, uh, like S tier, A tier, <laughs> like like inches. That's like a low bottom tier
1: unit, uh, yeah, you know, like get all the units and like uh, staggering them, but yeah, do like a March Madness on the March Madness, (laughs) heck yeah, for all the units. That's great. who would Um, win? It would be sad because people would vote for Pixel even though they're wrong. Ah,
0: Pixel, uh, long term fave, Rems, probably up there, (laughs) M's probably strong.
1: Um, M's would probably win because I feel like. If you're using relative units, people, something about, I like rem, but uh, I, think, uh, oh, I yeah. think M is Picks, more popular somehow.
0: Picks, ms rems, and percent are going to be like oh, yeah. very, but here, hear, hear me out, unitless, uh, uh, like line height 1.2.
1: Whoa, unitless is nice. Oh, we got the line height unit too. LH is a new LH, newcomer. Okay,
0: CH is pretty strong too. Gosh, yeah, the yeah.
1: character width is hot. I like that. I, I'm a big DVH guy these days. I love that. Oh, I feel like viewport, dy- yeah, okay. dynamic though. You know, dynamic. the one that, not, the one that uh, is not safe the with ones. keyboards, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, those were sad for a while. There's a lot of sad. It's ones, interesting, yeah. how, like you know. I remember all these lists, you know, from like you know, I don't know, 2018 on at least that were just like viewport units are the worst. What we need is CSS to fix viewport units. CSS is stupid. You know, it took a minute. Yeah, yeah but it was it was almost like a I don't know an Obama birth certificate thing or something like oh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, I was a little busy for a second. Here's an absolute total comprehensive fix of that problem.
0: <laughs> yeah. Well, and then yeah, we had there was some weirdo uh safari just like, uh, oh, just change your uh meta viewport, dude. That's uh that's the fix, you know, like just these just sort of like Hail Mary, never intend to actually support it, uh <laughs> workarounds. Yeah. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah. Mm. Oh, they're so good. Oh, man, I'm excited. We should do this tier list thing. This would be great. So I feel like that's too good. All right. We'll,
1: we'll. Uh, yeah, Rory Hendrickson wrote in to just say that um, somehow we got it wrong about browsers that support um, user style sheets. And it's the, it's, the, it's the least likely scenario, if you ask me, is that of Firefox, Safari, and Chrome, the only one that has a v- very native, strong, just link up this style sheet and we'll make it your user style sheet is Safari.
0: Yeah, Best wild, top. huh? That's, that's like shocking. It is to me too. Absolutely yeah, yeah. shocking. That it seems like the first thing Steve Jobs would have ripped out. <laughs> like,
1: right. <laughs> like, it's like no. a little used feature. It's a little dangerous. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. Like that should go.
0: <laughs> it seems like he would have said like, we don't need this. Yeah.
1: Uh, yeah. Uh, but that's cool that they have it. I'm generally a fan of user style sheets. You know, I'm um, uh, I'm still a, a Arc user, much to my surprise. Really, I tended to find myself headed back to software that I know better when I when I when I when I veer away. But no, mm-hmm. I don't think I, I. I honestly don't think I could go back anymore. I use so, I use like every feature of this thing. I love it.
0: I use Arc a lot. Yeah, uh, I like Arc. Um. Big fan, huge fan. Um, yeah.
1: I know Edge had some of the stuff that, you know, like if you really wanted left tabs or something, which I'm convinced that like 50% of Arc's nicety to me is the left putting all the stuff on the left, which gives you so much more room. If you tried to put that much stuff at the top, it would just look horrible. You know, if it would look like old school Microsoft Word with all the toolbars like open. and ribbons yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's not going to work. But the left is a much more natural fit, and I really oh, like that. It's
0: like, I, I like that I have, like, I have Elk for Mastodon. I have Feedbin and GitHub as like my pinned, my super pins.
1: Oh, hilarious. Those are my pins too. But I have, I put, I put my Gmail up there too. And oh. CodePen and Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay, I have seven at the moment. The little super, super pins.
0: Yeah. And then, I, you know, and then I have like three pins for my home. I have, I have a bunch of folders and stuff for my like work, you know, like all of our environments and all of our, you know, whatever login like services we're using for development and for marketing or for design and, you know, stuff just so I can like get to it pretty quick. But um, mm-hmm. anyway, it's, a, it's, a, it's been good. Um, I was going to say, I have been getting into Boost. I wrote, I wrote a boost um, recently. I should probably do a blog post on it, but do you remember the old IA.net? Like the people make IA writer, they wrote a blog post yeah. about, like how, um, how Twitter should like show bots, like identify bots and feeds, and and like present them differently. Really, like,
1: that seems like an interesting thing for them to weigh in on.
0: Yeah, I think it was just kind of like uh, "domo arigato." It uh, was the name of the post. Make bots identifiable, uh, and it was just basically <sighs> this idea of like, can you, like, it would be cool to like know if I'm talking to a bot or if I'm talking to a human, you know, because, yeah. um, you know, that's different. If I'm talking to Brad Frost or I'm talking to Hacker News Y Combinator <laughs> uh, uh, top post feed, like those are different, right? Those are different experiences. And so I built this in, in, I'm doing it on Elk, but for Mastodon, I'm based because one thing that that Mastodon does that Twitter doesn't is what it'll identify bots. Identify
1: bots. So yeah, it
0: does. I I wrote a little boost that lets you find whether or not something's a bot and then it'll switch it to teletype like a monospace font. And oh, cool. Yeah. Good so idea. So when I'm like, so every once in a while, like the the accessibility project feed will like come into my Mastodon and it's, guess what? It's just, it's a bot. So yeah. it gets teletyped. So.
1: Nice. It's a fun. I like how it leans into at the moment that type of personal choice stuff. They're like I want to do this for me. That's why I'm doing it, which is the spirit of of user CSS. And it you know, the alternative being that you know, they I don't know, try to make it a bigger deal than it is and be like, we're going to have a marketplace for them and user ratings and, you know, install the super GitHub theme that makes it purple or whatever. I feel like, uh, you know, I've just seen that done enough. That's like, I don't, don't do that. (laughs) It's not. It's not as interesting as you think it is, you know. Which uh, they didn't do. It's just a tucked-in little nicety feature in there, and it, it's executed nicely too in how it does it as an extension, which is the kind of the correct path towards that, I think.
0: Yeah, like it's it's not the whole thing. It's just a. It's like, hey, you can do this. I, I don't know. I like it. I, I think there's a lot crucially, of
1: crucially JavaScript too. JavaScript
0: too. It's it's a Chrome extension it it like bundles a chrome extension like that's what spits out when you do the boost but they just you know like dave rupert chrome extension developer is way is actually less exciting than boost maker (laughs) so like i like making boosts i hate making
1: chrome extensions so like Uh, yeah it takes you there's no effort involved at all you just make a new boost you type the code and you're done and it's all packaged up and jacked onto that website Every website, so cool. or a certain website, or you know, and it kind of does like. Right, a, is this for every website, or is they this said? For- remember, we t- didn't we talk to uh, the designer who said that everybody just does um one website. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: you got, you're pretty brave if you're like, I'm going to control every website.
1: <laughs> yeah. I can't even think of a good example of what you would do, you know? Yeah. Know, Cloud to Block some stuff. Oh yeah. That's, yeah. Uh, that's classic, I suppose. Uh, but the JavaScript thing is nice, right? Because if you, in your bot one, if you're like, oh, there's just, you know, the perfect little element doesn't exist in order to use a pseudo element to like, let's say you wanted to put the word bot into Elk, which I don't think... You know, it might identify it somehow, but we, let's say you wanted to identify it in a special way, and you needed actual HTML to do it. You know, it's one thing to like just get real clever with the CSS and figure out the perfect selectors to put stuff on there, but it's easier in JavaScript to just be like "burp" inner HTML equals. Yeah,
0: yeah. Well, I'm I'm using like bad selectors, but um, what what's interesting is Elk uses um, Tailwind, as you do. Uh, or whatever AntFu's version of Tailwind is. Um, oh, he's on the team, uh, isn't he? Yeah. What's what a, is that? It's AntFu's fake Tailwind. AntFu fake Tailwind.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I'll type uh, it into GPT-4 uh, and see. Who. Uno
0: CSS, um, Atomic CSS. Is it Windy? Is it Windy? It might be Windy, something like that, or Uno CSS or Windy, one of those, but... Um, So it's it's a it's a atomic CSS
1: library. GTP four. I wanted wanted nothing to do with that question. Yeah,
0: it is really (laughs) GTP
1: four is just like "Mm, I don't know. I'm better at
0: planning a trip. What I'm realizing about CSS using like writing boost and encountering tailwind sites or or tailwind likes is uh, I appreciate CSS as a an API for people to write their own custom styles. That's like part of like CSS, right? Like it's like, hey, actually we have these class names and anyone can override them and and update everything how you see fit. Like I I forget that CSS is a public styling API, you know? Mm. Um, and so when your class names are Robobarf that change every week you know, or your class names are just like generic or, or or are just random combinations of tailwind selectors you you lose that API surface and I'm not i'm I'm not saying this to like be a hater pants uh, although I probably could be but I just I'm realizing like a one benefit it would be easier to customize <laughs> any site you want and add the tools or add the accessibility features or add anything in a boost if we had uh, like, if you just went took the extra step and named your components and and offered that as a public name, so it's it's uh, and you know you can do that in a data attribute. I don't care, but um because I can style or or select off of that. But when it's just like a random slurry of Tailwind classes, I can't do that. You know, um, effectively. So that's right. Yeah.
1: I was doing this a little bit with our, you know, our so things evolve at CodePen, thinking about embeds of the future. Well, we we offer not only, you know, like you you can link up a theme for a CodePen embed yeah. and and apply custom CSS to it. Well, that's kind of a promise that that's going to get to work, you know. So as we evolve it, we just have to honor the classes and IDs that were on the important you know, structural aspects of the embed as it changes. Yeah, right. Um, which we'll do the best we can. I mean, I think we can get all the classes and IDs right. But if, you know, CSS being this public styling API, who knows what kind of weird selectors people wrote. You know, maybe you wrote, you know, div arrow, div arrow, div, you know, and changed the font. Well, I can't necessarily promise that that's going to be the exact structure.
0: Yeah, but if you had like editor or in, or HTML tab, CSS tab, like that, those could maybe stick, you know? So, Mm -hmm. um, and then like, even if you went, like, if you just, instead of like letting people pick colors in an admin, if they just could like write CSS variables on their site or something, and that's what CodePen uses, like that you know, that's cool, but those variables then have to be there forever. <laughs> like, like, you know, you're, you're, and if you add a feature, you need to make sure that ver- those variables don't change or else everyone's embeds kind of choke. So, you anyway, know, that's very interesting to me. So that, that would be a hard problem to solve because pe- there's a lot of code pen embeds out there. So,
1: right. There are, hopefully I'm, I'm not too worried about. It. I think it'll be okay. It's a solvable problem. Josh is wondering about, um, you know, the further he's gotten in his career, he he, he, he does less and less coding <laughs> or anything that he actually cares about or is good at. Kind of a classic thing, right? Oh, you're a good programmer. I'm going to promote you to manager. <laughs> and then you never code again. And that's sad for a lot of yeah. people. Uh, It feels like my actual job is like resolving merge conflicts and debugging failed tests and wrestling with CI and fiddly tooling kind of stuff. Well, you know, I still coding adjacent, I'd say. So I think some people probably consider you lucky almost. But is that just is that just how it is? Are we so mired in tooling and testing and infrastructure that we are not even developers anymore? We're just specialized systems whisperers. (laughs) <laughs> Josh is not a fan.
0: Yeah, I, I feel you on this. I, I've actually had to start writing off days of my weeks. My my Mondays and Tuesdays aren't for coding anymore. Like Monday is business, getting things lined up, making sure thing everything's unblocked and code reviews. And Tuesday is also code reviews or just making sure everything's on, you know, kind of it's kind of more planning day kind of or get everybody on the same page day um and yeah I, i'm i'm feeling you on this I, I don't know how your weeks shape up chris but it's just like uh, my uh, only on wednesday thursday friday do i have like big windows to sit and code so and it's, it's kind of like psyching me out because i'm like i like the coding part i want to finish the coding part and feel like i did it you know but but so much of my like Monday Tuesdays are just like logistics, you know, getting that hammered out. So mm. I don't know. Do you feel like
1: Do you feel like you're in the uh, like oh, sometimes? It's just that you know, every week is different, kind of. You know, there'll definitely be times where it's just like I didn't do anything but work on processes and stuff. I'm just not the perfect guy for that at CodePen, though. You know, so if there's some big problem with CI or whatever, the, ch- the chances of that being squarely in my thing that I'm doing that week is low. But I am kind of being a part of it going on. You know, like that it can still be like the topic of the week, even if I'm not the one necessarily solving the problem in the end.
0: Yeah, dude, it's. I wish you could put that like on the on the calendar. You know, I I actually used to. Uh, when I was working for a large pizza company, I used to write down all the times I, there were a breakage like a, or when I got pulled into a firefight or when I got pulled into, like, I just started like mapping it on my calendar. Like, here's, here's where I was, you know? And, and I, I think it was something like, you know, 15 days a month, I was like putting out fires. in in not coding, you know, so I I could kind of Mm -hmm. be like, so when you ask me when, where is something or why is this not done? I'll tell you because for the last 15 days or 15 days of this last, you know, four weeks, I've, I have been just stuck like fighting alligators in the, in the river. Mm -hmm. Like, so it might be worth like documenting. I, I find like documenting too, has this other effect of like, you think it's a lot or, or maybe it is a lot, but now you have like actual quantified data on it. Like you, you can say like Mm. Tuesday morning, I was fixing a merge conflict Tuesday afternoon. I was fixing a merge conflict or a failing test or, you know, like, so you can kind of like, like your bias is to think it's worse than it is. Like the negativity bias, like you, you perceive negative things worse or you pay attention to negative Uh, things more. Does that mm -hmm. make sense
1: than good than positive things? Right, one person says your blog post sucked and that's all you can think about instead of the 100 people that congratulated you. Yeah,
0: I mean like this literally with Luro, like I posted a blog post, got like three likes on Twitter, dude. Like and and I just was like, "Oh no. <laughs> that's bad, you know?" But we had like 20 signups or something for the application like like come through because of that like they didn't click like but they signed up for the app that's the actual outcome i wanted uh but yeah like you can get get psyched out like i i was feeling negative because it was like my tweet didn't get likes that's too bad you know but like right the the positive outcome happened so like anyway we have a negativity bias so like you may think all your time's going to this and it might actually be but like make sure you write that down and and put it on a little calendar, print out like, like I love printing out those dumb calendars you find online and just like fill it in, like draw blocks and fill it in. Cause, cause you are probably not wrong. You're probably, but you can also also like show this as evidence to your manager and be like, here, look, I'm not making it up. This is stupid. Like, so I, I feel like it's ammo, it's sanity, it's checking your biases. Like, so that might be worth, Doing it,
1: yeah I wonder you know there and there's you know you always have choices I mean, if you've made it up that level, maybe there's you know maybe you can bounce around at the org or find a different job or whatever, but it's like i, I it's it's true that if you're you know if you roll up to some new job and be like, "Oh, my last job, I had to do all this like management and process stuff, and at this new job, all I want to do is code the chances of them being like, oh, here's more money than to do less or <laughs> not less, but like in the eyes of the industry, maybe less, you know, usually the IC or individual contributor roles are not as paid as well. Just aren't. Yeah. I don't lie in demand.
0: Yeah. I don't get that though. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I have so many issues with how the whole setup is set up. I just like, there, there's also like, Like technical managers, I think are super valuable. You know, like people who actually know how to code, people who know how to like easy it is to land a feature, but it just, you know, knowing about technology and management are almost different skills, but I don't know, but it's just so, so weird. It's so weird, like in an engineering department when you don't have like a technical manager and you're just like, Hey, are we (laughs) like, like, you want me to sit down and explain everything to you, you know, but it's, mm-hmm. it's hard. So, it's, um,
1: uh, Like I guess, you know, I used to be like, I want to be a manager. I'm sick of coding kind of thing, which I still kind of feel like, you know, I've mm-hmm. never, my job's never been a hundred percent. Just like I am a leader and not an individual contributor anymore at the moment. I'm still definitely a <laughs> individual contributor, you know? Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh, I don't, yeah, I watch like dev lead videos, you know, and they're all like, empowering your team, you know, and, and I'm just like, bro, I'm like still writing code. I'm probably far away from that. So, uh, you know, different worlds, different budgets, different seed funding rounds, you know, that sort of stuff. So, right.
1: I'm like, I don't know. Our things will change next week. They'll change Dave. I don't know how
0: tomorrow they're going to next week is different. Should we end on an affirmation? Absolutely. You are not your job. You are valuable. You have cool hair, or maybe no hair. That's cool too. You may like ska if you're listening to this podcast. There's a high overlap there. Thank you for downloading this in your podcatcher of choice. Star Heart favorite up.
1: Chop not. Chop not
0: chop Chop